What is up? It's time for the podcast. This week's episode is brought to you by Harvest Moon Coffee Roasters. Roasting coffee since 2017. Gotta love Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon Coffee Roasters. I just have to say stuff about Harvest Moon for um, 15 to 30 seconds. So I'm just saying Harvest Moon Coffee, coffee, roasters, harvestmoonroasters.com. Thank you to Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon Coffee Roasters, Harvest Moon. We're also brought to you by Shift Sport and Wellness. If you have back pain or want to learn some cool shift about exercise, visit Shift Sport and Wellness. No, hold on. Visit shiftsportwellness.gov. Just kidding, it's .com. like to mix that up for you guys every once in a while. Keep you on your toes. Last and... No, not last. Second to last, we're brought to you by Matthew Joseph Q. Baby. Q-Man's got his own personal segment to the show. Um, This week, he's doing a pet peeve. Q-Man's pet peeve of the week. How uncontrollably sad I get when I see an old man eating by himself at a restaurant. Aww. That's like a sweet one. That's not a very peevy one. Um, Wow, that's that's a sad image. Uh, if you see an old man eating by himself, just ask him if you can join him, because it'd probably make his month. Finally, we're brought to you, of course, by SnugglyDragon.com, your one-stop shop for all things comedy, baby. You need a couple of goofs, you're having a, a rough day, and you just want to take life not so seriously, hit up SnugglyDragon.com. Go watch some stuff, go listen to some stuff, um, and yeah, that'd be great. Uh, finally... If you want to email me a suggestion of anything you want, any honestly, just anything you want to say on the show, I'll just read it live. Um, any guests that you have suggestions for, you want me to bring on, uh, any just wacky ideas, I'm all ears. Email that, snugglydragon at gmail.com. We're also accepting new sponsorships. So uh, why don't you just uh, draft a quick little email, you, sitting at your desk at work, or driving in your little car, or working out, or doing whatever you're doing. Here we go. Let's zip right into this episode. Got two good buddies of mine, Keller and Drew. Uh, total goofballs, real smart, kind of beastly athletes, um, just insightful, fun guys. I had a great conversation with them. Hope you enjoy it. Later. Ugly Dragon Podcast. Here we are, live from New Orleans, Louisiana. It's the Snuggly Dragon. Welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, um, sitting here next to a couple of mathletes. Um, we're going to have Drew introduce himself first, say what's up, say what's on his mind, say what's how he's feeling. What's up? Uh, I don't know about the mathlete part, but... Can you mathlete? Yeah, I guess I can do mathlete. That works for me. Uh, this is Keller over here. <laughs> okay, thank I you. Contextualizing. Um, Drew, first question. Why the hell did it take us so goddamn long to, like, start stretching after... Why, why did we stretch before working out for so freaking long and then why suddenly are we now like people wising up people didn't research exercise for a long time for for how long have people been exercising how many tens of thousands of years ancient romans the spartans exercised before battle i've read that really book recently they like to comb their hair and do body weight exercises before battle, so it's like stretching before battle, right? And also like, combing your hair, just so you gotta look nice. What's up with the 
here, though. You gotta look nice when you're. When That's you some 300 stuff right there. Dude, yeah. 300's badass. First time I saw that, I wanted to kill every Persian that I had ever met. <laughs> <laughs> jacked up. Um, it just it just boggles my mind that like, I mean, even in the year 2000, probably in PE and stuff, yeah. I was like, can, I mean, can you kind of like explain why it's just really dumb to, like, what are you like loosening your muscle before you? So. It's only really bad to stretch before you do resistance exercise because it makes you weaker, essentially. Um, if you think of your muscles like a sliding extension ladder, so if you stretch, they don't have as much room to overlap, and the overlap's what gives you contraction. It's like uh, it was explained to me like it's like a spring, kind of, right? And Somewhat. If, yeah. if you if you take the spring and just stretch it, like pull it and let it go, it's just not going to be as tight, obviously, and, like, strong and explosive and ready to, like, which exert force, right? Yeah, the thought of stretching before mainly athletic events was injury prevention. If you become more flexible before you get put in a stressful position, maybe the muscle doesn't tear. Hmm. The thought there was preventing injury, but now they've gone more towards best research is really dynamic warm-up. A lot of things people do, high knees, standing kicks, lunges, blah, 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 things like that, versus bend over and touch your toes style stretching which was the old thought i've spent like days like if we're talking like actual 24 hours like just years of of static stretching before doing most like athletic activity i wonder how much more of a beast i would be if i had not done mm, this is all news to me right now wait really yeah I don't Dude, know. you're not supposed to stretch before you like do stuff you're supposed to truly warm up Warm up. I stretch before I run. Stretch after. Is that bad? You want to stretch after, right? You're doing dynamic stretches. Uh, Definitely don't do that. So before running, it's not the most terrible thing in the world. This is pretty specific towards like power generating activities. So sprinting would be better to warm up, or if you're gonna go play some, you know, pick up basketball with your boys, tennis. Is tennis really that impromptu game of explosive? Life? I would That's say yes, okay. Lots of back and forth in tennis, even though it's not sustained for the most part. I guess part. so. Dude, I'm trying to play more basketball. You guys want to play pickup basketball? Because my friends just don't. I haven't play. played pickup basketball in a long time. I just, I'd love to. I feel like if I go out to any court. In New Orleans, be I'm going to get shamed. Yeah. And so yeah. Uh, that's why I haven't. I like to do two-on-two two rotating teams. So that okay, way see, if I someone get gets Keller on his team, yeah. then you'll have to deal with it for like one round. <laughs> <laughs> see, I can do that. And if it's like a couple of bros, that's cool. But if we're going out there just to like the courts, I'm going to get Oh, hell no. I'm yeah, not, okay. No, I'm way too scared of that. <laughs> I don't know if any of us are in basketball condition for that. Mm. Maybe not. Um, never mind. But as far as going to pick up with some bros, I'm in. And we do need to play more tennis, but yeah, I know. we need to jump in. We played that one time, Max. We play again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Keller's a little more competitive than, uh, yeah. than Drew. Yeah, Drew's got power. Drew, especially Parker, too. It's all about the baseline. Man, Dude, it's is. all about finesse. It yeah. really is. Like, the one thing I need to constantly remind myself in across the board in every sport is just don't swing as hard as you can yeah it's it's you're never gonna want to swing as hard as you can I, I can't think of any situation in baseball like no you're gonna miss if yeah. you're doing that in tennis golf and tennis golf dude i will never sure. understand myself why i can't realize just don't swing as hard as you freaking can <sighs> like 
Because you want to be the man. You want to hit the ball 300 yards. I'm saying, whenever it's a par five and I get the driver out, it's really yeah, hard to I'm going to just roll as hard as I can, and I'm going to get an eagle. <laughs> and then you're playing from the other fairway, and you get like an eight. Yeah. I suck so bad at golf. I'll, I'll play golf when I'm like 75. Yeah. When I'm as old as Keller, I'll play golf. <laughs> just, just want to say, I feel this one's going to come back to me right here. My tennis and golfing and my jogs. Sports. Lifetime sports. Yeah. Very few just, sports are lifetime sports. I can almost dunk a basketball. I'm not going to, like, play golf. You know what I mean? Like, almost, there's... Almost. Is the <laughs> almost. Very true. Um, I can dunk a tennis ball. I can dunk a dodgeball. Okay. It's the size of the basketball, then. Dude, that's huge. You know? Yeah. It's Big freaking difference. hard. It makes it makes such a difference when you have to carry the ball. Like, an alley-oop is actually easier. To say, there's no way you can... I, I don't no. have big enough hands to palm. No. So that truly affects my, my gait. Um, it makes me slow down and, uh, and suck. Um, anyway, um, so you have no other defense for for science over the past, what, 15,000 well, years? wasn't science for a lot of that. And <laughs> That's a good point. So much of the stuff is carried over from coaches or a big issue in injury prevention in general because what do coaches learn from? Coaches learn from other coaches who learn from coaches before them, we learn from coaches before them, so you end up still doing the same stuff you're doing in the 60s and the 50s. And that's just kind of like a, like a backyard, this worked for my coach. This, this is what I did when coach. I played high yeah. school football, and we stood in a circle and did runner stretches and bent over and touch our toes, so my team's going to do the same thing. And we won state in 76, so it has to <laughs> And now there's just more of like a systematized yeah. scientific approach to Injury prevention? Yeah. Well, there's been a lot more research, and, you know, a specific example of that would be a lot of the concussion stuff coming out of the NFL, but that's kind of been widespread. You know, what can you do to prevent ACL injuries? What can you do to prevent hamstring strains, blah, 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 across the board? Cool. The NFL's just a big publicized example of it. NFL's kind of scary, dude. It's kind of like the worst thing ever for you, right? Are you going to let your kids play football? So? I don't think I'd let him start too early. I think like eighth grade. I say, cause, I mean, when I was in grade school, kids were playing football in second grade. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm tackle. Like, they, they probably still did. I mean, like, yeah, with like helmets and stuff. I mean, I guess that really doesn't happen that much. Yeah, you can do. I don't think you gain that many skills in fifth grade playing football. You're just probably not, just bad habits. Versus habit. knocking yeah. your head into other people, and yeah. you know, you could start playing later and still be. At Audubon, they did a little flag football thing for, like, until you're in, like, eighth grade or something. I love flag football. It's fun. Um, the crazy thing I heard was, like, the fact that there are pads and helmets makes is what worse. makes it so much more dangerous because you can just launch yourself, like, speed through the air, like, spear tackle somebody, yeah. which you're not going to do in rugby because you'll freaking snap your clavicle in, like, a second. You just don't feel as protected. I think that definitely plays into it. And they've tried to make the equipment safer. Recently, this year, they instituted new helmets. They did the little pop-up concussion indicator, which doesn't always work. What's, a, what's that? <laughs> there's, a, there's a little spot on the yeah, front of the helmet, kind of right above the forehead, huh. where if someone gets hit hard enough, it's supposed to pop up. Like, you know the pop-up turkey thermometers, when they say the turkey's done? It's like that, except for, for the, whatever the threshold of force may be that they've found causes concussions. Look out for them next time you're watching the game, you'll yeah. see them. That's like cute. A little it's like a, a little yeah. soda can. When a you couple said, weeks back, 
Kobe Fleener of the Saints got crushed on a goal line, pretty close to the goal line, and they showed it slow mo, and he kind of got hit straight on, and it just boom, popped He's straight out. Year now. Yeah. Saints though, pretty legit. Super well. legit. Well. I want to talk about tomorrow. Saints, but before I get to that, when you said turkey thermometer, it made me think of something really <laughs> stupid I just did. I almost ruined Thanksgiving. Did you oh. set the turkey on fire? No, I was in charge of checking the temperature of the turkey in the oven and mixing drinks. I was that's I'm the bartender over <laughs> here, which is pretty cool. Um, even though I I messed up two corks corks and a bottle of wine, like I opened them and then ripped the cork in half, and it was still in there. It was oh, kind of it was, it was kind of very emasculating. <laughs> but um, even more emasculating was the fact that. I kept checking the temperature of the turkey, and it was just not, it was just cold as hell. It was, like, not getting to, what's supposed to be, like, 185 or something, like, right in the meat of the leg. Mm. And I kept checking, and it just was going up so slowly. I didn't take the thing out of the little condom that it lives in. And I was just sticking the whole thing in there. But there's actually, like, a silver penis probe kind of situation that you're supposed to apply like that and I just felt really dumb. <sighs> dry turkey or? It was a little dry unfortunately. Mm, Probably should. the least clutch Thanksgiving meal I've ever had was yeah. this year. And that comes from a variety of factors, okay? It's not just the turkey that's going to push you over the edge. You got to have gravy on point, you know. Yeah. Mashed potatoes kind of sucked. Like it was, it was a was weird it, year. Was this a family Thanksgiving or a Friendsgiving? It was a family Thanksgiving. Yeah. But it was like a, a very small one because my family's all like over the country now so it's basically just five of us and we just we kind of kind of shit the bed yeah not the, the friendsgiving i went to this year had the had the best the best thanksgiving food i've ever had wow by far wow at a friendsgiving my friendsgiving so food so usually better too. than my family really food. yeah my family food we had a sous vide turkey so it was like oh, that's just fancy oh, yeah. it's just excessive oh what kind of turkey how long do you sous vide a turkey for? Like I think three, he did it for three days. hours. Or, or maybe you're saying hours. sous vide? Yeah. Is there, you never had sous vide food, Max? What what word are you saying? Sous vide. I don't know exactly how to spell it. S-O-U. Is that a country? S-O-U-S space V-I-D-E, I think. Oh, sous vide. Sous vide. So it sounds French. What is it? Sous means like all? No, it's two. Sous is like soup? Alright, I'll, I'll explain to you what's going on. It's just temperature at a, or temperature, it's water at a certain temperature, and you, and like, sh- I think, I don't know if you're you like, vacuum seal it. Vacuum, vacuum seal, seal like, meat. meat in it, and you put it in the water at that temperature that you want your meat to come up to, and you just leave it there. For like 12 hours. And it just sits at the temperature that you want your meat at. Whoa. It makes it super tender and super awesome. Yeah, and then when Whoa. it comes out, you just put it in a... I guess they put it in a really hot oven. Like when yeah, you do it with the steak, you just sear it real quick. You just quick. sear it, yeah. How does it... I don't understand that at all. How does it stay warm? It, it's, a little, little, it's a little machine that keeps the oh, water at that temperature. Oh, cool. Yeah. Damn, so y'all did the whole turkey like that? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I've never heard anybody soup eating a turkey. Yeah, it was really good. Cool. Um... Any thanks any Thanksgiving uh, wackiness? Any uh, drunk relatives misbehaving or any insights? I've heard of tame things. Yeah, it's pretty uh, calm on myself. myself. Okay, that's pretty boring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, not good at all. Really really was very boring. And let's talk Saints. 
because you got me excited. Mm. Are we like kind of legit and like maybe go to the Super Bowl this year? That's it kind of no, feels that way. Yeah. Talk to me. I'm I'm like not a beast at NFL. I'm just kind of like a sunshine, fair weather fan. And when the well, Saints are sunshine's going, out right now. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going shirtless, baby. Sun's out, guns out. Let's oh, go. Yeah. So, got a. Can you really... paint me a, a, a postseason picture or like the rest right. of the season picture? So right now, um, when's this? When's this go on? We'll launch this next week. Okay, so, like, so yeah. this is we're about to play Atlanta on Thursday, which is tomorrow, and cool. it's coming down to the, the two games against Atlanta. Really, we have two. Wow, we have two more games. Two more left. against Atlanta. Wow. So we're ahead in the division, but we're only up by two games. We're only up two games against the Falcons and one game against um, the yeah. Panthers. Yeah, but, Falcons but we beat, suck, we beat right? Panthers. No, no, no. They're what seven and five or something. Atlanta. Yeah. 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 So anyway, they're only two games back from us. So if we lose these games to the Falcons, it's kind of all for naught, and we'll end up just with like maybe a six seed or something. Yeah. But doing really well. But it really comes down to these two Falcons games. That's a Falcon huge game, man. It's <laughs> a huge Falcons game. Falcon huge. Uh, and then, what, the Eagles are like the beasts? The Eagles are very good, but the Eagles got beat uh, this past week. Anyway, the NFC is kind of super Just good. Just the predatorial birds are really playing this year, huh? Yeah. I mean, the, the Seahawks are doing pretty strong. But, really, the two teams, the other two teams ahead of us, the Vikings and the, um, the Rams, have already beaten us this year. The so, Rams... The Vikings are really good. The Rams, I think. Right. So, so the two teams, that, two of the teams ahead of us in the playoffs yeah. have beaten us already. So we'll have to beat them to get to the, the Super Bowl. The Vikings, we also sort of went in early in the season before our defense kind of figured out who they were. I think we're playing a lot better defensive football now than when we played the Vikings. Well, that's true. The Rams, we didn't really show we up. We just blew it in that game. Really well. Did not, did not show up. Yeah. I mean, are we looking at? We're not looking at home field advantage. I mean, if we so get that's the, what the, the Falcons. Division, that's what the Falcons games are going to kind of come down to. Well, it's we also the seed. two teams ahead of us. We lost to. So, we're so third, like third so seed, if we well, right right now we're we're the fourth seed. So it's 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 Eagles and then it's I don't know which ones ahead for the other one, but then it's Rams and Vikings. So we'd have to we can't have the same record as the Rams or Vikings to be ranked ahead of them because we lost to them already. Right. So we have to win one more game than they do to get home field, which is not likely. But do y'all believe in like oh like we can't play in the cold? Do you no, think we're not? I don't think so. I mean, what if, dude, what if you got drafted to Buffalo? Would you? Miserable. Would you just retire? No, you just have to go. I might not go. I, me neither. But the millions. Because don't they have an outdoor stadium? Yeah. 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 Millions of dollars. Dude, Green Bay is an outdoor stadium too. Oh Chicago is an outdoor stadium. Frozen tundra. That's just not cool, man. Warm weather is. Cleveland is an outdoor stadium. That's when you retire. You get drafted to the Browns just. Dude, I'll go to Cleveland, though, because Cleveland's probably a tight city, but... Is it? <laughs> it's tighter than freaking Buffalo. Oh, that's true. That's I, I mean, I, I just never hear anything about Buffalo, I've, but everybody just shits I thought Cleveland was, like, really, like, nice and clean, and... It's got the Cavaliers. It's fucking LeBron James. I'm pretty sure it's, like, a super abandoned, old, rusty... I think it's, like, Rust Town or whatever. <laughs> I think it's rusty. <laughs> I think it's kind of like the Detroit of Ohio is the image. That it is. <laughs> I was just about to talk about Detroit. I think that's the Detroit Christmas. of Ohio. I think Cleveland is. Yeah, Ew, really? Yeah, dude. Everybody shits on. I know that's like the thing is to shit on Cleveland, but because it used to be like a big city, and now it's like, eh. did it have like some sort of economic recession or? 
I don't know what the industry in Cleveland is. I just saw 30 Rockets. Probably like they steel or something. Yeah. I'm thinking it's steel or something. The steel game got a. Steel got game went down. Classic. Yeah. Blame, blame China. Um. <laughs> wait, so you're a. You're from Alabama. Alabama. But you've yes. always been a Saints fan? Yes. And you're a. Okay, I, I need to I'm actually a Packers explain. fan. Oh, that's whack. Weird. So my dad's from Green Bay, yeah. Okay. So but you're from... From Shreveport. 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 See, but Shreveport people sometimes are Cowboys. There's a lot of Cowboys fans. Yeah, that's I'm like not proud of East it. Texas, like, right? I'm not proud of it. You are a Cowboys fan and you're not no, proud of it? I'm a, I'm a Saints fan against everybody but the Packers. Mm. Packers huh. aren't going to make the playoffs. So you're a big Brett Favre guy? I do big like Burt Favre. He's he's a true character. Uh, one I love his his throwing motion. Yeah, it's it's like a freaking baseball pitch. Like he just just zips it as hard as he can, and just doesn't worry about like looking good or anything. But he just yanks, or he used to, I should say. Yeah. Um, so I like that. He's got that old like Mississippi boy, like bad country <laughs> throw, which I appreciate. Um, what was the deal with him, like, sending wiener pics? Sending dick pics. <laughs> what, was, what was the deal with that? I think he was trying to get with one of the front desk girls when he was, uh, the Jets for a minute. Do you have any, like, insight on that? He's just <laughs> situation? A little, little Mississippi back with the boys. This technology was probably new to him. He didn't think. It was probably on He probably didn't think anybody could Terrible see Terrible pictures. It. You know, you take a quick, quick dicky and send it over, and he thought it probably just disappeared. Um. <laughs> uh, I bring it up because, I mean, there's just so much freaking hypersexualized scandal going on right now. And one of the funniest things I heard when I asked somebody about it was like, dude, I've like done some of this stuff. And I was like, <laughs> it's just like where, like the line, you know, it's, it's like, of course there's harassment and there's terrible things going on. Yeah. But also, of course, there's like people taking advantage of other people and the mm. spotlight and that kind of situation yeah. and stuff. So I just wonder... Br- Brad Pitt. Brett Favre was... <laughs> there's a little Freudian slip there. Brett Favre was taking a picture of his willy and sending it to the, the trainer, right? And so she felt that that was... The trainer or like an office staff girl? One or the other. It might have been a trainer. And she felt so, that that was inappropriate. I think she felt it was inappropriate. <laughs> but here's Maybe. my question. You don't just start with dick pics, right? Like there was, I there mean, was something in that was... And it's not like... I'm not saying that. I'm going to say I don't think Brett Favre is that kind of guy, though. I don't, I don't think, think you just start with a dick, with a dick, dick pic. You start with like a, a, some casual flirtation and it escalates and it builds to the point where you, as an idiot, say to yourself, <laughs> you convince yourself <laughs> that it's a good it's idea a good to send a quick cock shot, which usually is probably not the play. I think it's almost never the play. <laughs> I think you're probably right. <laughs> almost never. Maybe sometimes. Well, there's like... Girls don't like that, right? Like uh, that. I, I can't imagine a situation where you take it and think it's a good idea. I just... Like, so you've, yep. never, you've never done it? No. I can imagine a situation where you take it and think it's a good idea, but looking back at... Right, like in the moment, you're like, this is exactly what she wants right now. <laughs> but sitting here, you're like, girls don't like that. Yeah, I want to say women don't react to photographs of male genitalia in a proportional way to how men react to women. Pictures of women and women's genitalia. Probably not. Probably not? Probably not. So, Brett Favre, what was he doing? He was on top of the world. He had so much to lose. Why would he... But looking back... Is he married? Yeah, he's married. Um, 
looking back at however many years ago that was, five years, whatever it was, think of if that happened now. Well, but the... Because you know what happened, and everybody was like, oh, and people made jokes about it, but it kind of just swept under the rug. Yeah, and now it's like, that's like an atrocious, yeah, like, huge thing. Yeah. It would happen Wait, now. did he not get, so he didn't get fired, right? No. But they fired this the... Came, this came out after he was no longer on that team, I believe. It was for the Jets. Yeah, it was for the Jets. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, he was only there for, for a year. That was weird. That's kind of on the way out for Brett Favre. But I think it all came out after he was already... Done, so. After he's only like fifty nine. Yeah. When he was the, uh, he was like a high school football coach, right? He got <laughs> jacked too. <laughs> he what? Yoked. He got huge. What a beast! What is this American ass dude? So it, it's it's high school football. My favorite Brett Favre story of all time. I read it in his autobiography when he was <laughs> nice at Southern Miss. He was um third string quarterback. He's like, I'm never gonna play. They had some crap game the next day, and he and his roommate drank. 47 beers between the two of them. And they have a picture of it in the book. They made this pyramid out of their beer cans. It's like third string quarterback. Don't care. Woke up. It's like some Blue Mountain stage. Woke up, hung over his, <laughs> hung over his piss to, for this afternoon game, like the 2.30, 3.30 game, whatever it was. And the morning of, the first string quarterback got like a stomach virus. Couldn't play. Oh, He's like, oh, I'm still not going to play. In the end, very end of the third, beginning of the fourth quarter, the second-string quarterback, who was now the starter, got injured. And Brett Favre had to go in this game, hung over his piss, and he was thrown up on the sidelines, let a fourth-quarter comeback. What is the first stuff. college game he ever played in. Oh, my God. And this was in college. Okay, I was thinking, like, high school. No, this was oh in my college. God. <sighs> I hear crazy stories, like, in the 80s. Was it the strawberry guy, the baseball dude? Just like mm. yank lines of coke before going out and seeing the ball like a beach ball, right? What about the dude who um, did the no hitter or whatever? Like tripping acid? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whoa! That's that uh, doc somebody. Huh? I can't remember that. Even recently, Josh Gordon, that just came back, the guy who played for the Browns, <laughs> oh, yeah. said before he got suspended for a year and a half or whatever he was suspended for, that he smoked and drank before every football game he's ever played in his life. Like noon on Sunday, and, or like it's the NFL, but like, yeah. Like in the NFL, waking up on Sunday morning, taking shots and smoking J's. And then going out and crushing it. So maybe smoking J's, I could see. Because... I don't know. I mean, I know plenty of people who, who like to do it before they play sports. And, I mean, there's, like, a relaxing factor. And then, yeah. I don't know. I, for example, I just get so stupid. I get very introspective and in my head. And my gears start rolling, rolling, rolling. And it's like I shouldn't be in any sort of high-pressure situation when I'm stoned. Yeah. But alcohol, I do not. Why on earth would you think that's a good I don't idea? Know. That surprises me as well. Because that just. I don't yeah. think you would feel very good for Bro, I had to, to be just a, an addict. I mean, there's no way. Yeah. You, you don't do that to, like, like you're not sober on Saturday night and wake up before the game on Sunday going, like, yeah, yeah shots. Like, it's just, it's not, I just, it's I not just, what was going on, I don't think. Is there, like, some sort of correlation? I mean, no, because you're just dehydrating yourself. You're, yeah, yeah. like, what are the kind of it's body not, mechanical reactions to alcohol? It's not good for your performance in any way. Right, so. I that. Well, I mean, it's it like. Slows a, your reaction time. As a wide receiver, you were like, like yeah. what the hell? Yeah, but wasn't he kind of a beast? Yeah, he was really awesome. good, which is the amazing <laughs> part of the whole thing. For him to say he was doing all this stuff and getting blazed and drinking before every game, and then he still killed it. 
And it's like, imagine if he had just not done that, right? But maybe he won't be, maybe yeah. that's his thing. Maybe he won't be good now. Very true. There's like some actors that just need to be messed up to like really kill it. Um, I want to say Al Pacino is like, and I'm, I'm totally just making a rumor up probably, but it's somebody like Al Pacino <laughs> or something. But it's definitely a thing where they like taught us in school, like, look, if this actor, because I mean, they teach you like how to direct uh, actors, right? And it's like, if this person's got like their thing, like don't, you don't want to make any last minute changes to your routine when this person is a, an accomplished whatever they're doing, right? So that is just weird. Yeah. I think alcohol is... They're only comfortable when they're like... Fucked like Yeah, yeah I don't know. Um, speaking of alcohol, I kind of wanted to get into... We have a couple of just absolute varsity frat stars in the building tonight. Three of them. Oh, yeah. Two of them are freaking K-8 nerds who go <laughs> old south, and I would nerds. love to interview you guys about that. Um, do you all know anything about... Like LSU Greek life kind of problems going on and whatnot now. I mean, it's like I do bad. not really follow of it. What I've read, I don't. It's just the kid like drank a whole yeah, bunch I and saw that. died. I'm gonna say the only thing I really know about it is that happened and uh, all the fallout that's come from that and just that like, Greek life was suspended for a while. Greek life's on the way out for sure. I just anyway. don't know anybody that's yeah, in really it anymore. Still in I don't know any younger people that are in it. It's such a damn shame because it was like. The best thing ever. It was the best when I was there. I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it. Sure. Oh man, it was fun. But was it like very, just a very unsustainable oh, yeah. situation? Like a bunch of 18 to 22 year olds with like a fair amount. I mean, for example, I had a, what, $15,000 social budget or something? Like, <laughs> that's, just that's just the social budget. A lot so of like, money. there's a lot of like money and, and, you know, a house. It's yeah. a small business. I mean, it's a like, pretty medium-sized business. Honestly. It's like four thousand dollars a year, with a hundred over. Let's say a hundred to make it even. But and how much that four hundred was that four hundred thousand dollars a year yeah. given to a group of one hundred eighteen-year-olds, Al- premature alcoholics. That was a great, no, maybe even great like idea. The worst kind of alcoholics. The alcoholics that can just pound and keep going and like. Just morons, right? Morons, that, yeah, exactly. <sighs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, that's why it was fun, but yeah. it was like, yeah. I mean, when I was there, I knew, I, I was like, there's no way that this is the same Because, I mean, like, we got in trouble, or everybody got everybody in trouble got when we trouble. were there, yeah. and it was just like, kind of looking around, like, there's no friggin' way this is gonna last. Talk to me about Old South. What the hell's going on with Old South? Uh, it was just a big party, just a week of party. I'm gonna say, the way we always saw it, it's just, it is... Five five days. Five days. Five day bender. A five day bender. Just classy events like along the way. No, it's six days. It is six days. So it's like two classes. Monday, yeah, Monday through Saturday, we have parties every night. Whoa. So that sounds tight. Pretty dope. But it's also like kind of like a little racist, isn't it? Talking about talking about fraternities not having. not lasting. <laughs> well, I think it is nailed it. <laughs> I think it is no longer Old South. I believe it is now officially the Rose Bowl. Uh, uh, Rose Bowl week. So, and I don't, I don't want to just like make y'all talk shit about your own frat because obviously that's <laughs> kind of lame. But didn't y'all like hire black people to like 
serve you guys and stuff. No. That absolutely is not true. You, you paid Let them. Let it be known. That's not true. But wasn't there some sort of... I don't want to say slavery component because no. obviously it's not... But like, but didn't, weren't a bunch of people pissed off... Why were a bunch of people pissed off about Old South? Because it was like hearkening back to the Confederacy. Yeah, and so not because y'all stuff. did anything... No. And, and, and maybe people did... You know, twenty years ago or whatever, because mm-hmm. you hear. I mean, you do hear those stories about stuff like that. It's just an event that has been going on for so long. Right. I mean, the entire time that we were there, we always just viewed it as a party, and then on Saturday night, we we had not Saturday night, Saturday, like the girls put on like the dresses those crazy and stuff, dresses, and it was yeah. like it was just an antebellum period thing. I mean, it, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. That's all. That's all we need right, to, to but, touch on. Yeah. I was just, uh, I was just curious. Um, those dresses are crazy, but girls love, like girls love going. Girls to the loved South. it. Yeah. No, that was a swag move on y'all's part. Just a week long party. God, undergrad is like, we're just so lucky because I just kind of, you know, grew up in New Orleans, and then you know you go to college and you just, yeah, you just party like a rock star for four years. But people don't. That's not like a thing for most of the world. A lot of people oh, don't absolutely. do it. A lot of people do, do it. A lot of people don't do it. Yeah. Yeah, no, we, uh, fortunate. Yeah. Very. Wow. This is a long time ago, dude. That was... It's like a unfortunately long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting up there. Yeah. You're getting married? Yeah. Oh, you are getting married. I know. It's You're probably like a getting married. Not currently. No. <laughs> yeah, we're growing up, boys. What, are y'all doing any, like, big boy projects? Like, you're looking to buy a house, right? Not... Right now. Now that's not the play? Not really. You guys, like, building a business or, like, doing any, like, adult-ass moves? Or I am still super not like, doing not any of that, actually. Okay, good. I'm super not buying a house because I can't, because I can't afford it, because I don't have enough money for a down payment. What's up? So. And as far as building a career, I am always looking to just change jobs, because every job is a job, and I'm not super stoked about them all, so. Yeah. Um. Career, like, what could you pick if you could pick anything? Because you're like a math whiz, so you do a lot of like not a math whiz. Accounting is not math. It's not. It's not. I think everybody thinks accounting is math. Everybody it thinks accounting is math. You don't do a touch of math. You just learn the rules. Well, what do you mean? It has nothing to do with math. The okay. calculator does everything. The computer does everything. But it's still math. You just don't have to do it. Right. So you I guess. Math. You're That's dealing with numbers, but you're not. Okay, when you, when you when you think math, you think like plus minus times, and then you want to get like calculus, whatever. Yeah, all I guess that I stuff. think more like physics. Oh yeah, not at all. Well, I mean, like the extent of math that an accountant does is plus minus times divide. No square roots. No Hell uh, inverse no. logarithmic functions. Nah, hmm. nah. Engineering. Talk to them about math. Okay, so like, is accounting kind of the worst ever? Yeah, it kind of is. That's why I'm straight. <laughs> oh no! Trying to bounce out that thing. No, I, I mean uh, a cartographer, right? A what? A map maker. A map maker. Oh. Keller oh, loves yeah. geography and like maps and right. and like cardinal directions and stuff. Uh, if you mean something keep... with like geography or history, and I'm in. So Keller, I want. I've always wanted to know, and if somebody can answer this. How did ancient map makers get maps so freaking right? Well, instance, I mean, I don't. <laughs> I'm talking I, about history and geography. I don't know the, the history the of geography. On the subject for us to ask. I've just so. always wondered, dude. Uh, coastline maps. How do they? 
Yeah, how would you do such a good... Like, Lewis and Clark, let's talk, like... Mm. Yeah. Didn't they... Well, they kind of botched it, right? They... Or did they do a good job? I think they did a good job on the map part. Well, I don't know. Just the fact that you can that. even get, like, a C- yeah. in the year 1700-ish... I'm not a history guy. Dude, I am a I'm talking about history, history with so much damn history, you only know the you know. I don't know nothing about no Lewis and Clark. Really? I want to say they're 1600s. If only I don't Google know. existed. It's got to be in America. So, th- these are, ge- I mean, not geography. These are uh, trivia. This is the this is trivia so this is Wait the, a minute. So, look. So this is the expansion of America, so you got to think about no, no, right. no, this was... So, this is European, after 1776, no. Definitely no, U.S. Clark stuff. Was an American so, right. For and the he, Northwest Passage. And I thought it started in like St. Louis or something. So it's got to be, so it's gotta be a little post, post Louisiana Purchase. So it's 1812. So I'm just going to throw it out there like 1830. Look, look it up. up. Look it up. Um. But the map thing, it made me think. I was just on a no, flight an and question. landed in Boston and you fly over New York and Long Island. And you look out the window, and it's very obvious. Oh, it's New York and Long Island. That's how it looks, and it's super easy. Because we know like New York is yeah. is purple, and New Jersey's is orange. It's <laughs> totally how it looks from here. No, from the shape of it. Yeah, but the shape of the coastline. How would you know that if from 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 ground from the ground? Yeah, that was definitely like a skill back in the day. Yeah, like George Washington was like a surveyor. Yeah, right. And so he, was. he just. Currently reading a book about J Dub. Well, it's called. Well, J-Dub. it's 1776, so it's like. Okay. Yeah. Lewis and Clark expedition from May 1804 to September wow. 1806. Unless Lewis I am a moron. 1812. I know that one. And I also wanted to ask you if you know any cool historical stuff about New Orleans because most of War the of monsters are in New Orleans. That's some fun New Orleans stuff. Dude, hit me. What you got? Well. War of 1812 was British and U.S., whatever. Anyway, one of the big battles was um, Andrew Jackson defending Battle New, of New Orleans. Orleans, right? Battle of New Orleans, which was actually in Chelmet, but whatever. It's defending the city of New Orleans. Well, New but Orleans it's also, is such a historical place, because it wasn't it... It was like the third biggest city in the country at that time. And it's right on the port of the Mississippi, so it's yeah. a strategic, big time tactical... Years. Yeah, it was like it was like a way for the British to try and like destroy the United States like economically. Hmm. You shut down the Mississippi. You shut down all stuff. Like Dude, war, like war strategy, that kind of stuff. Dope. Mind, but dope. I would say. Okay, interesting. Not interesting. Not interesting. Interesting. Uh, yes. True. Um, Interesting. Didn't Andrew Jackson team up? I was watching some Drunk History. Y'all ever watch Drunk yes. History? Drunk History is solid. You? That's probably your shit, huh? <laughs> Dude, that's brilliant. It's actually that a killer source. <laughs> <laughs> well, is are they good? Like, are they legit? What? Like, I've only seen, actually seen a few like, of those. I was laughing because I think I know where you're going with this. Right. Like the, the pirate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. privateer Jean Lafitte, right? Yeah. I just don't want to, like, get my history from Drunk History. I know, it but it's Drunk History is pretty cool. Well, they're just... <laughs> So is drunk history, this is one thing I never looked into, is it people that are just, it's they're obviously drunk, but are they reading histories or are they historians reciting history? They bring in historians, okay. get them wasted, oh, and then the historians are like telling about, uh, telling about the, the, the Battle of New Orleans 
in War of 1812. And then they're just wasting, they're like blabbering on about it, and then they have like the actors recreate it. But it's like funny because they're like stumbling over their words, and uh, then like the actors stumble to, with them. Dude, yeah. it's a brilliant idea for a show. Right? Oh yeah, it's, it it's, it's absolutely it's pretty cool. Hysterical. Um, oh my god. So, okay, but so New Orleans mm. discovered in like early on by the French when they French. when they first like zipped down the Mississippi and named when Louisiana was like all of. Middle, middle East of <laughs> all of them, <laughs> like the Midwest and like the South, was, like it was huge, right? Yeah, then um, yeah. Louis and Anna, came, so they were French, king and queen, and into Louisiana. New Orleans was the big port city that they, I guess, they didn't like discover a, a bunch of houses here. They like, no, it was they like a blank made a land. settlement. At it, the they, they made it here because it was like, you had, you had the river. And then you had, it was like one of the lowest points where you could actually put a settlement because it's all just like marshland and it was like a little bit of dry land. A right sediment up, settlement. There you go. Yep. So right up against the river because that's where it like comes over. You have some land, whatever. You can put it. This is close to the mouth of Mississippi. But it was also right next to Lake Pontchartrain. Mm-hmm. So you had like Bayou St. John. You can go like down the bayou to reach. So you have access to boats. You can go into the lakes and then you can also go down the mm-hmm. river. So that's why I was placed... Like, the French Quarter's placed where it is, because you have, like, the road to... Anyway, that's why it's there. Isn't it dumb to make a city, like... Absolutely. Like, right here, though? Like, because it just floods all the time, and... Oh, right. I mean, the old city... The old city really wasn't, like, on a... It's above sea level. The French Quarter's above sea level. Is it really? Yeah, the rest of it. Where we currently are is not... Son of a bitch. where, Where we currently are was, like, a cypress swamp. Huh. Also, Lakeview swamp. That whole area was all... So everything really close to the river, like, if you follow, like, Uptown and all that stuff, and, like, French Quarter, and then go down, it's, it was all it was all land. And then right behind it was, like, all swampland. So the old part of the city is all right up against the river. There's some very interesting old maps on it, mm. if you ever seek them out. And it, like... So that was French at first, and then it got conquered by the Spanish, French gave say. it to the Spanish. Oh, just happy birthday, Spain? Yeah, like, pretty much. It was, like, the... Like the um, the king, or uh, it was some something. They were like cousins, or something like that, or brothers, or whatever. And they gave it over, and then they gave it back to the French in like eighteen whatever it was, and they and then immediately Louisiana purchase. Yeah. Whoa. What? A- yeah. They, I mean, they they really did just like hand it over to the Spanish. Well, what does that even mean? Like, how do you hand over a city? Here, it was a whole like, yeah. I'm, a- I'm Aloha, Spaniards. God, Aloha is Hawaiian. That's not Spanish. I mean, I'm sure they gave them something for it, but it was not like a. It wasn't like a. I'm pretty sure it wasn't like a. They fought each other and then they exchanged lands. But I'm just saying, like. It wasn't like so conquered. now, now Spain gets all the taxes that people. Yeah, I mean the people in New Orleans were like would, pissed because they were like, we're French people and, and they have a Spanish government. Interesting. And then, okay, because yeah, dude, New Orleans is just like a world famous city. I mean, you go anywhere in the world, and people are like, oh, New Orleans. Oh, no, I love New Orleans. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm glad we live here instead of Shreveport. Or friggin' where are you too. Are you, you're from what? Mobile. 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 Mobile yeah, that's cool. It's pretty close. Yeah. It's only like two hours away. It is close. That's why everybody's a Saints fan there. Okay, coming Boom. back full circle. Yeah. Um, why do you think? 
people get so freaking fired up about football teams that they have honestly no stakes in whatsoever. Like so, Alabama people caring about Alabama? Or even football. like New Orleans people caring about New Orleans. interesting analogy uh, draw. It's like the modern day gladiators. Ooh, I would agree. Our, I would certainly agree. It's entertainment. You pack the Coliseum and you pick somebody, give you something to cheer for over mm-hmm. a competition. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, don't know. I don't think it's a perfect comparison because obviously you're not killing each other. Sports it's certainly just like not. a super awesome escape for everybody that can you can like. Yeah, yeah it's just so fascinating room. to me that even people who aren't playing like the idea that they would want to watch, and I think and a lot of this community, it, yeah. I think, well, dude, I don't, I don't understand people who like whose weeks are ruined when LSU loses or you know the Saints lose, but I think there's a lot of community involved, you know. It's so much fun to be a Saints fan. I mean, yeah. New Orleans, come on. Like, everyone just right parties. Yeah, especially when we're down. Um, just being a part of something bigger than yourself, I guess, is, is yeah. really enticing. Um, it's also just high levels of skill and athleticism on display, which is kind of what human beings really worship almost more than intellect, um, scarily course. enough. Especially in America. Yeah. Um, the gladiator thing is cool, though. Yes. Yeah, so, um so I didn't really realize I learned the other day that those were so like some Italians will talk shit to Americans like when they're touring the Coliseum and stuff saying how the NFL is way worse than the gladiatorial games because gladiatorial games those people are like prisoners they're like murderers and stuff and and they're either just going to get executed or you can, like, make this giant spectacle, you know, a good economic situation, which is kind of barbaric and interesting. But, um, but like, the NFL players are just good old boys who are just bashing their faces into each other, and it's, like, very dangerous. They're also choosing to do that. True. Make that money. People say, oh, they're coerced, millions of dollars, whatever. You still choose to do it. Yeah, very true. Everybody said it was an easy choice. Imagine, like, watching... A dude fight a lion to the death. Can you imagine that? Be intense. I'd rather not. I think. This, I don't think um, I would want to watch it. It's not. It's not exactly a perfect comparison, but like, and they still have bullfights. Bullfights, like a, like a, fully grown bull fighting another bull. No, like bullfights in Spain, like with like the dude. With the flag and he's waving. Yeah. The, yeah, but I think they try. They try fight. and kill the bull, don't they? Well, they do. What? Yeah, at the end of it, they kill him. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's like they do all this stuff to, like, wear him down, and then they're, like, stabbing him with, like, these long swords or whatever, mm-hmm. and they have, like, the final, like, kill. Like, they put, like, a couple of swords into their backs. you never seen that before? No. Oh, yeah, it's, like, really gruesome. Ugh. All the waving the thing is the bravado. And, the and, and that's just, like, part of, like, the pomp and circumstance of it, and, like, you're just doing this spectacle, and you're also wearing down the bull to where it's, like, wearing himself out, back. and so then he can't fight back, and then you stab him and kill him. Son of a bee. Did they, and, like, eat him? Yeah. Okay, well, that's... Well, bad. yeah, I mean... Um, but the reason... The, the stadium isn't packed out so they all can eat. The stadium is packed out so they can see that bull go down. Because human beings are just primates, <laughs> and we're just savages, and we like to see crazy violence. That's right. We do. It's spectacle. Ah, uh, it's dicey. I mean, we all watched the last, like, boxing match or anything. Yeah, I think there's something so much more, like, skillful and less vicious about that than, like, a freaking dog fight. Yeah. So, would you watch, like, a mongoose versus a snake in South America? 
I probably would. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, you say we would. We've seen it. It's all life and... You know, if you watch Planet Earth, that stuff's always on there. Yeah. The wolves mm. taking down the buffalo or whatever it may be. Circle of life, baby. Lions taking down Giselle. 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 <laughs> Giselle. Not just that. It would be a show. <laughs> Victoria's Secret Model versus Two-Ton Jungle Cat. How do you think Tom Brady would feel about that? Not good. I think Tom, Tom Brady has the coolest life in America. I think he's kind of crazy now. He's this whole cooking seen. thing is kind of bizarre, right? Did you see cooking the TV twelve? It's got a cookbook. It's like two hundred fifty dollar cookbook now. Oh, it's the TV the system. It's TV twelve. Tom Brady. Um, I think. jeez. Oh, actually read somewhat of a scathing review of it on some of his pseudoscience with the stuff that he believes. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of his big tenets is he drinks a liter of water every morning with sixty eight electrolytes and minerals that we sweat out. And some big exercise physiologist was like, well, we only sweat out 23. <laughs> Wait, so his, his idea is, well, drinking a lot of water is probably the move. Yeah. But then he adds all these... The TB12 patented electrolyte mix. Which oh, okay. has 68 trace minerals and vitamins and electrolytes that you only lose in sweat. Even though you don't lose that many in general. Was, and it's bad to hang on to them? I don't think it's either here nor there if you... Drink them, but he's probably them, charged but a bunch of money because it has TB12 I think on that it. the problem the person had was in the claims that you lose all this in your sweat and you don't. Yeah. Okay. What, do you know anything about the specifics of, of the diet? I just know it's like, oh, Tom Brady's got a weird diet. Like, what is it? So I read a little excerpt about it. Um, it's really just vegetables and fish and some chicken. It's mainly vegetable-based, some vegetable protein shakes, and natural stuff, nuts, seeds... Some of the weirder things, he he avoids certain things, uh, vegetables from the nightshade family, which is onions, peppers, garlic. Vegetables of the night? Vegetables of the night. The nightshades. It's the type of plant it is. Sounds like some Game of Thrones. (laughs) It kind of does. (laughs) So, that's a weirder thing, but other than that, it's mainly leafy vegetables. I think he doesn't eat any potatoes. Do you have any stance on on leafy vegetables? Because some people say... Why eat them? Because you can't. We don't have the stomachs to break them down, so you can't really get energy, and it's more of like a fiber situation, which is like not fuel. So why are you eating not fuel? Well, fiber is important. Uh, the average American eats less than one fifth or one sixth of the RDV of fiber. RDV recommended daily value. Yeah. Mm. Interesting, and that has gut health ramifications. Yeah, primarily. Hmm. It makes you eat less. America's fat, so. True. Sometimes I, I feel like people think about health in terms of solving the problems with, like, obesity, for example, in America, and not so much, like, what should you eat if you are healthy? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I see. Um, people aren't willing to give up the good stuff. I say the good stuff. The like, good stuff. like... The chocolate and the yeah. fried stuff and the, you know. It's hard and I think it's almost unrealistic to tell someone to never eat. Well, I, I don't know. I'm yeah. just saying that like. Maybe some super bodybuilder man somewhere. People are going to resist that, it when you tell them, well, don't eat fried chicken and, uh, you know, chocolate milkshake, whatever. Yeah, I, I feel like it's so tough because, I mean, scientists now are just genetically modifying things to taste so good that you, it would... 
like I can't resist eating a Kit Kat and a Reese's out of that bucket every day because it's so delicious. They're so good. They're so freaking good, and it's not fair because it's like fake dust food. But um, I don't know. I think it all. I think it's super important to just look at your macronutrient ratio, kind of like figure out one and and stick to it. Um, that's what I've been trying to do these days, and I'm feeling yeah. pretty good. Um, a lot of people just don't even think about that. Yeah. A lot of people just like. A lot of people don't think about don't. anything when they they just eat. They eat what they want to eat. <laughs> the, the food what about, you what eat. I feel like tonight is kind of my. Uh, <sighs> the food you eat becomes your bodily cells. I mean, I understand that, but like, I think that I'm. I mean, like, I'm. I'm pretty. I'm pretty comfortable with where I'm at. That's super like, important. Like, yeah. I, the both of you are, like, healthy. <laughs> sounded, I just don't even know what that means anymore. Kind of weird. <laughs> I just, I, honestly, I don't even know what it means anymore. Well, I mean, like, y'all both, like, work out all the time, and I think that y'all both... Well, now you're talking about well, exercise, we're not talking about diet. Okay, well, yeah. I mean, I think diet stuff, y'all also pay attention to it. Certainly. I mean, like, I mean, like, I don't just eat whatever I want. I don't eat, like, a tub of ice cream every night. Mm-hmm. But... Dude, I know. I pay attention in that way, but I but I'm gonna eat whatever like is in front of me or whatever is like I'm I'm feeling like like if I want fried chicken, I'm not gonna eat it every single day, but like I'll go get canes if I want to. Dude, bless canes. I mean, oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Texas toast from canes. <laughs> my dad. I guess I just don't think about it that much. So I did read a Reddit post from a canes employee the other day <laughs> about what is actually in canes, and there's MSG and everything that they put. <laughs> And I'm not a big anti-MSG person, whatever. Like, it makes food taste good. Talk to me about MSG. Like, what? I don't really know. I'm not... It's like a trans... It's a synthetic trans fat? It's not a fat. It's just... It just is. It's not salt. It's not... <laughs> Simply... It just is. It just is. is. It's MSG. It's a flavor enhancer. Madison but Square Garden. I know some people are supposedly allergic to it. I don't know if that's, like, people mm. who have a gluten allergy or whatever you say. I think of Chinese food when I think of MSG. Me too. Why is China, that? It's a big ingredient in Chinese food. Uh, MSG is naturally occurring, too, though, so not everything is like, I'm going to sprinkle this GMO cannon of MSG on here. Like, there's a lot of MSG in some foods, mushrooms, I know, all that if you, umami stuff, if you've ever heard of that. Soy sauce has a lot of MSG in it. Mm. But then you can so also... Maybe that's what we think of. Yeah. I just think of, like, fried rice and noodles. But American... Like, covered was like, oh, covered in MSG. American-style like, Chinese has a lot of MSG in it. Synthetic MSG. Mm-hmm. Like, go to Rouse's or Walmart and buy a can of MSG. What's accent? I think is what it's called there. But just sprinkle it all over. Just crystallized, pure MSG. Just make your food taste real good. I don't know. I think there's a lot to be gained by mastering control of your taste buds. Mm. I think that is just a very fleeting, ephemeral happiness that you should experience. But, like, dude, if you get over that, just, like, just eating just because it tastes good and you kind of, like, start to regiment routine and interlay it with your exercise program, like, you'll have a very fulfilling and healthy lifestyle. Yeah. But what do I know? See, yeah. I mean, I hear you on the, it's very, like, surface happiness. It's, like, like not, like, it comes and goes. Uh, but. It's so good. What is, <laughs> I know, I'm just saying, I love eating, like, really good food. Or yeah. even, even, like, drinking alcohol is the same the same thing. Yeah. It, is, it is a well, surface level. A tricky one. 
I mean, yeah, because th- this is just artificial surface level happiness, whatever. Ooh, see, I think this tastes like poison, and we have oh. just developed oh, well, a probably. propensity towards it because of all the fun that ensues after. Yeah. But like, dude, when you actually look at alcohol, is like kind of just objectively, it smells like poison, right? It's like very caustic and like biting at me. Grow to like, I think bourbon tastes good. I don't know if I have. But, did, but I did, the first time you ever tasted bourbon... I didn't used to think bourbon tastes good, right? Wouldn't you be like... Right. Like if you were just run, running through the wild and you saw like this pretty... Like you would be like, oh God, like no. And then maybe after you realize, you know, certain stress relief and inhibitions. I mean, I think a little bit of alcohol is healthy. And that's the thing. If you go back to this word healthy, like what the hell does that mean? Yeah. What the health is going on? But I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough question. How much is too much? And yeah. Because you're right. They say, what, one glass of wine a day is healthy, and even they've shown some other minor alcohol consumption, not beer. Beer's the only thing they say is really just not healthy ever. So many carbs, right? Yeah. It's just, like, unreal. But, yeah, they say, like, a shot of vodka a night. I mean, that's just helps with stress relief, you know? And, and you want to – I want to say you should get to a point where you're not relying on, like, external things to severely alter your mood. And your consciousness, I guess. It makes sense. Not not to make that your baseline. Like, I think you should certainly enjoy the extremes of life. You should smoke a J before going to play a football game or, you know, drink your, your bottle of wine or whatever. But I just, I don't think it should be your baseline, you know. Help yourself, by the way. Yeah, um, you want some more ice? You got some? Yeah, I got a little bit. I think it's an everything in moderation kind of deal because you can overdo it on anything if... Yeah. But yoga's your thing. You can overdo yoga. So here's a question I have for you. And anything, too much of anything is a bad thing, right? Correct. What about love? Can you have too much love? I think you can have too much love. I think it depends on how you define love. I think it most assuredly depends it's on how you define one of those health things. Love. Health is love, it's isn't it? Describe that, yeah. God, art, <laughs> abstraction. Um... So I'm talking like love, like the arguably the dopest thing about existence, right? I mean, fried chicken, love, <laughs> blowjobs, like everything's yeah. kind of like up it's there, a, and there's like one little triangle. Can't you lump that in with love? So love is not. <laughs> it's is a not type of love. Surface happiness. It's 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 better than that. Love. So everyone always says it's it's putting another person's needs in front of your own, and that's love. When I think of love, I just think of, like, a viscerally satisfying, positive connection. Question mark? Mm. Yeah, I think that's how you'd say it starts, but then, is that how love feels forever? I don't know. I have no idea. I want to say love always feels good, right? Love, or it should? But I mean, should should is is a word that shouldn't be with love, I guess. I don't know. If you're expecting it to always make you, like, super happy, you're probably, I mean. So love is something that takes you through all the emotions. Because, like, yeah. here's the thing. Being sad. Well, what, like, okay. It, I guess it goes back to. It's like to not a, necessarily a bad thing, being yeah. sad. But it's like, it depends on how you think of it. If you include, like, everything that you have to do with this thing or this person as associated with love, then it's like you can have ups and downs in it. But if you just think of love as, like, the happy feeling, then it's different. I don't know what you mean exactly. Mm. 
I think love is very subjective overall. I think I'll people feel love different ways. People have different ideas of what love is to them. Okay. What is love? Uh, uh, like, for example, Baby like don't putting. Hurt put, <laughs> don't hurt me. Sorry, Kelly. No, I thought I was gonna come on right. It was. Okay, it was yeah, yeah. As soon as you started anyway, talking, I was coming. Um, what were we talking about? Love. Oh, okay, I know. Oh, I and you something. had some. You had, dude, a light bulb just went out. I, I did. It, it expired with you the had example. Example. You had an example that you were trying to elucidate your previous. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. We, we were. Oh shit, man. It was on the subjectivity of love. And you were about to say, say something, something specific that maybe. Oh, yeah, and it's right there, and it's driving me it's freaking crazy. And, it's, like, maybe you shouldn't do everything with one person just because you love them? Like, just because, like, I love my girlfriend, let's say, and I love tennis. Oh, oh I no, no, no. I, I, I remember what it was. I remember what it was. I remember what it was. Because she sucks. Yeah. But I remember what it was. And I'd rather play tennis with someone else. Go. The whole putting someone, like, else in front of, in front of yourself. So, like... You define like that. You think of that as love. Like, that doesn't. It's not always going to create like a good feeling, like a good happy feeling, whatever. Like it's not always going to be easy. I guess. Right. Like putting someone in front of you can be hard and difficult, but you do it because and like. But that's the thing. You do it. It can be. It can be a, a long-term thing. Be, I mean, like it's all. You do it because, and not to make this. Uh, to cheapen anything, whatever. But you reason you put someone else's needs before your own is so that it comes back to you in a positive way, right? I mean, well, I think that's almost a self-serving way to look at it. Yeah, it unfortunately is. I mean, some people say there's no such thing truly as a good deed, like a true good deed. Because why are you doing a good deed? Yeah. Because you think it's going to benefit you in some way, and not necessarily. Because you think it's going to benefit and you, but it does. Thinking that, yeah. But it does, and you're not, yeah, it's, that's not your intention, like, ooh, like, I'm going to help this homeless guy, because karma, you're just, you want to say that you do, and this is, you know, not necessarily what I think, but it's like, yeah, the, the reason you're doing it is because you get a nice, satisfactory, tingly feeling of, feel of happiness good. when you do it later, right? And I mean, I think the same thing for putting someone else's needs in front of your own, mm-hmm. you're kind of doing that through the lens of your own quest for happiness, right? Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I mean, I think rolling through life, creating win-win situations and yeah. helping people right, probably I mean, a dope like, way to operate. I say, helping other people, I mean, even if you makes, makes me, I mean, like, yeah, so if I'm doing something for somebody else and I see that they're happy, like, that's awesome. like the awesome. best high, right? Right, and, it, and I don't think that that's because I think they're going to do something for me later. Right. So, like, I think that, but like, you're seeing that someone little, else's joy is you're getting like... getting a little dopamine spike, though, aren't you? I don't think well, that's Yeah, but that, that, that doesn't mean it's selfish or it doesn't, doesn't mean it's, it's like selfish or wrong in any way. I am a huge fan of altruism and beneficence. <laughs> it's just like an annoying, pessimistic argument mm. that's kind of hard to poke a hole in, you know? I yeah. mean, we're all just looking for love. Just don't be a pessimist. That's more of the story. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of a negative uh, <laughs> direction. Uh, good and evil. What do you guys think? I understand good, and I think it comes back to love, and I think it's like an infinite yesitude and yestosterone and, and just like I, I get I get the the plus, but the minus for like evil, I don't get it. Do you guys have any 
insight on the concept of evil? Because you can go to like ISIS, right? Who like freaking rape and murder yeah. innocent women and stuff. And it's like, that sounds like a pretty good candidate for, for bad. But isn't that just a perversion of of the human experience? Right. And does, does anybody really think that they are doing evil? Does ISIS right, right. think they're doing evil? No, they think they, they're, they don't, they're doing I God's don't work, yeah. right? Yeah. So, is that, is that evil? I, I just, if you believe is it, in is it super, like, like yeah. yes, some people say, okay, there has to be a yang, there has to be the opposite of that on the other side. That's just what you think. Because, like, I want to say everyone's going through life trying to do the best they can, given their nature and their nurture, right? And then, how do you hold accountable, like, these atrocious things, which are so bad? I just, I don't know, I'm having, I'm struggling with the concept of evil, and I wonder if you guys have any insight. Is everybody really trying to do the best they can, though? With the specific ISIS example, I think that they're believing... You're believing in their cause and what they're supposed to do, and I think that they obviously don't believe they're doing evil. They think they're doing God's work, like you said. But for some people, I think, choose to go through life in more of a self-serving manner. But, again, is that evil? Or is it, I mean, I, I think of the things like, is it just a product of, like, everything you've consumed and the way you've been brought up and all that kind of stuff? It's just like all the people so, in ISIS, if they're... Their parents and their, I don't know what you would call their priest or whatever, but their priest is telling them that this is, like, giving them this is reality, whatever, whatever, yeah. And, like, and, praising them for and this then shit. you just are following your parents and your brother and your sister and your cousin and everyone you know. Like, you definitely don't think it's evil. So I think that's a bad, like, a bad example to pin this argument of on. Evil? I think... A, a better like ISIS example? Yeah. Well, because like it's... we said, it's a lifestyle and all that. I think a better example is, like, is there evil? Depending on would be more isolated incidents, like, mm. I, to bring in American Columbine. Mm -hmm. you know, that's not, the kids weren't raised in a family where they said, you should go to school and shoot okay. all your peers and all I'm this. There was no cultural thing that said, do this. That's very much the opposite of what the cultural norm is and how people were raised. Yeah, there are there are but, like lone wolves, whatever. Yeah. Or there's like isolated leaders that lead a group doing bad things and Charles, convince everyone Charles else. Charles Manson, who just died. Right, dude. and and convince the people underneath them that it that you are doing good, and they may they may not have the right. Or like, yeah, the, you can't. It's or I don't know how you can argue that someone that Las Vegas shooter, whatever, he's just sniping people, right? Like, like you can't. There's no way he thought that that was good. No, we're just yeah. not. doing it. No, it's a good point. So yeah, there's. I mean, there's evil out there, but I guess it's not. It's, I don't know. It's just so mind-boggling for me, who just lives in this little bubble of like bubble of goodness, of support, and just <laughs> virtue. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. It's wacky. The world is is going insane and it's almost unbelievable and it almost makes you want to just like hide my question would be is the world going any more insane than it has previously or is all of it just broadcast now whoa With everything. 24 hours news like is anything really any, any more crazy okay. any more psychotic or is we just hear about every single little 
especially the like, bad I definitely ones. agree with you. Especially the bad ones, right? And mm-hmm. he, here's a crazy thought I had. It seems like morality kind of changes as, like, the technology changes. For example, now you can hear the next morning about some awful situation that happens in Mongolia, right? Where we got guests. Um, you guys got any jokes, any, uh, any insights about the duality of, of good versus evil? Anything you want to share with the the rest of the class? I'm so full I can't think of my feet. That's a hard no. Anyway. <laughs> um, you hear something awful that happens in Mongolia, and you kind of like, are you like s- somewhat responsible to lend some aid or at least some concern or just some energy, some attention in, in that sense? So much more so than you would be if it were the year 1500 and like, no one knows anything that's going on in South Africa when they're yeah. living in France. And it's just like, it's weird. It's like, shouldn't we be held a little more responsible because we know what's going on? Or should we not? Is the whole world just, has it always been this awful freaking place? I don't know. So I've read some interesting things about people who believe that we have finite pools of attention or, in this case, finite pools of empathy. If you spread it too thin... Are you really happy? Were people then happier when you didn't have to worry about whatever was happening in wherever, you know, wherever it may be, Syria, blah, blah, some flight lost somewhere, you feel bad for people, terrorist incident, Europe, whatever it may be. Those people didn't worry about that, so were their problems just bigger? If you believe in this finite pool of attention, finite pool of emotional feeling, then you can only split so many ways. Yeah. I think if you, like, do it through the lens of someone way back when, they would say, how can you not care about blank, right? But it's like, they didn't hear about 20 things a day going on all over the world. And it's the same argument with the finite thing, because I'd seen that too. It's just like, you only have so much time and so much energy to give to blank. And, you know, if you're constantly consumed by whatever's happening, like, in your neighborhood, you're not even going to worry about what's going on in the state or the country or much less the world. Or, I mean, you know, there's some, you know, you only have so much um, empathy or whatever to give. Dude, I, like, hate reading the news now and, like, I just, like, can't even handle it. It's like, I just, I wonder if... If it's, like, so much more important to think about your immediate environment, and that's definitely a great place to start. And, of course, I mean, I don't know if, like, empathy is a zero-sum kind of situation, but definitely start in your localized area, right? That's probably a yeah. great place to start. And then... You can see what's happening Yeah. way easier. I talk about this pretty much every episode, but, like, I just think there's too many monkeys in in the box. And we're trying to, like, unite, even just on, like, a national scale in the United States. It's, like, politics and all this kind of stuff. It's, it's like, no one's ever going to be happy trying to put this giant hat on the country and make everybody, everybody act the same way and, like, think that you're going to get a representative government that's, like, going to, from the top down, like, work. It's just, like, ugh, it's just gross. Yeah, regional stuff, more local stuff is way more like, and and you don't get like all the crazy like hatred stuff with it because it's like the person's it's like right next Dennis to Dennis from next door, right? It's yeah. not like 
You're not going to... 150 characters on, like, a little Twitter thing. Right, exactly. smack. And that person's not saying it to your face. You're just putting it out there or whatever. If you're, yeah. It's all... I hear you is what I'm saying. I hear you hearing me, bro. Um, we never decide if we can have too much love. I think he decided. Is that, isn't that the one thing that, like, is the best thing about life? And it comes in many forms, certainly. I don't think you can have too much love. So that's the one thing? I, I think I'm with you. I don't think you can. Because love, however you define it, it's, like, perfect. And it's, like, the best part about life. And I don't so, know if I'd say it's perfect, but it's pretty great, right? Best thing about life. What's imperfect about love? That. Well, I think, bringing back to what Keller said earlier, love's not always ups, love's ups and downs. But if you could, maybe that is perfect. That's, I, I like that. That's it sounds life. like order and chaos, and it sounds like yin and yang and balance, and, and like, yeah, I think being sad, it's not necessarily a negative thing, because that means you really care about something, and like, I mean, come on, you don't want to just be happy your whole life, because then what the hell is that? That's just neutral. I it's think just you're baseline. weird, because yeah. that's not normal. And you couldn't, you can't appreciate things unless every once in a while you're just like, fuck. You know what I mean? So, can you have too much love? No. I don't think so either, man. Hey, guess what? I love both you guys. Uh, hell yeah. I love both you guys, too. Oh, cool. Oh, I love you too, Drake. Uh, the the Canadian rapper, singer, songwriter, Drake. Um, here's another one. Is happiness... Just dopamine. Somebody said that to me the other day, and I, my jaw dropped. And it's like, oh god. So here's like, happiness, right? I mean, probably no. It's not the same thing as love, but it's like in that realm of like probably important abstractions we should think about, right? Everyone just wants to be happy. Like that's what everybody wants, right? Is what everybody wants just a little squirt of neurotransmitter going off in the human brain and therefore rendered a little less significant in the grand scheme? of I mean, you think, like, happiness is, like, the ultimate ideal, right? But is it? So maybe you should sacrifice your own personal happiness for, like, something else. Maybe there's something better, like, I don't know, other people's mass happiness? Then is their happiness just the same thing? If you consider <gasps> it happiness to a squirt of dopamine... <laughs> I think the pure scientist would say yeah, right? So this was an anesthesiology student. Yeah. Who would say yeah, right? Because, like, you can just jam a bunch of heroin into your veins and be real, real happy. Yeah, but what happens when you keep doing that, right? You get less, well, just less live. happy. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, and you die. You <laughs> die. <laughs> you live a lot less. So let's take the heroin out of it. If you just kept injecting dopamine into the synapses in your brain, dopamine, uh-huh. dopamine, dopamine. So happy, so happy, so happy, but you get less and less and less and less and happy. You build up like tolerance to it and whatnot. Yeah, because the receptors don't take it as well. You get less receptors. You get used to having an excess of dopamine in there. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Then, so like, the dopamine is not the goal. It's what causes the dopamine, I suppose, which is well, something dopamine... external and maybe infinite. Or at least connected to something infinite. So it's not true. <laughs> release dopamine for as long as you want. It's not the dopamine release. The dopamine has to bind something to make you happy, right? It's all this dopamine floating around. It has to bind to a receptor, and that's what actually makes you happy. Okay. That's what actually does the effect. So 
if you just have all this dopamine, you know, your body's used to having this set amount. And sometimes you release more and sometimes you release less. It has these receptors and it bonds to the receptors and you say, oh, I'm happy, I feel good. But if there's always so much, your body says, I don't need this many receptors. I can just shut some of them down. And then there's less and less and less and you get less and less response. It's habituation. So I guess what I'm asking is like, having the pursuit of happiness is more than just it's like a chemical reaction, right? It's like I don't know. You know what I mean? I it's, like, it's like it's like I mean, it's there I mean, for a reason, right? I think right? someone who's a pure scientist would say that that it is. Well, but a pure scientist sounds like a what I want to be. A pure scientist. I want pure science. I mean, knowledge. And a pure scientist thinks that way, not not necessarily like receiving. Like a pure physical scientist that believes that there's no spirituality and everything's a Mm. chemical reaction. Math. Math. Yeah. There's your math. Freaking math, dude. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I mean, it it goes. I mean, I I immediately thought of like money doesn't make you happy. And of, like, the whole thing of even if you have a bunch of money, you're still going to have ups and downs. You're going to not, you know, um, maybe happiness is talking zero-sum stuff over there. It's like it doesn't matter what you necessarily do. Like, it's just how you, whatever, however you're built, that's, like, the kind of, you know, that's how much happiness you can generate. I don't know. Happiness is dope. I mean, uh, I knew where that was going. I see. I didn't dope even know where it was going meat. until I got there. Um, anyway, um, you guys have any existential angst? Any um, any big life questions that are bothering you? Any uh, if you have any existential angst, email that snugglydragon@gmail.com. <laughs> I'd love to uh, to hear it because existential angst is most of my day. Every once in a while, you think that it goes back to kind of the globalization, how much you hear about everything, and you realize how big the world is. And like, mm-hmm. how much do you really matter? But I think the key point is, again, to bring it back down locally. Mm-hmm. How, much, how many people care about you here? A lot of people, right? So Hopefully so. I, I think a lot of people fall into that trap of, like, I need to get on Instagram and get a million followers. <laughs> That's what I need to validate my existence. Yeah. Myself. And then they're so unhappy because they don't have that. I heard from my friend, quote a scientist, Neil deGrasse Tyson, my man, that the mass of everything in our solar system that's not the sun added up together is less than one-fifth of one percent of the mass of the sun. Wow. That's a big sun. That's a really big sun. And so I heard another person say that, like, assigning significance based on just mass is not a very significant way to view the universe. But, like, that's pretty astounding, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so, we are have you ever small. seen, if you want to feel really insignificant, there's a great... I'd love to. There's a great gif, gif, gif. Yeah, oh I say gif. God, I, say, I was going to bring this I up. Say, I say, I say well, gif. It's gif. But you said gif. You I started with GIF. I offered both pronunciations. I think it's GIF. You're a progressive man. Good for I you. I think it's GIF. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so it starts with a, a Zalta scale. It starts with a representative picture of the Earth. And then it zooms out and does Jupiter. And then the Sun. And then the 
the solar system to keep zooming out to the next thing in the universe. And, you know, it gets to some point where Earth is less than a little tiny pixel. And then Earth just goes away. You couldn't even see it on a computer screen. And you're still zooming out to things in the galaxy, other solar systems, blah, 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 blah. See, like that, I can't, like, I can't wrap my head around. It's hard. What, what, what makes me feel, like, super small is thinking about, like, how long, like, humans have been on the Earth. Uh-huh. And animals have been on the Earth. And then thinking about the way that we live in, like, modern history. And, I mean, just thinking about, like, okay, let's say 300 years ago, how different life was and life expectancy and all this kind of stuff. And then you think that humans have been on the Earth for millions and millions of years. Whoa. And I don't, I don't think so. Right? Millions of years? Human beings are the millions ev- of years old. You're getting into evolution and whole. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. I want to say it's like hundreds of thousands of years. Maybe 300,000 years. Uh, but honestly, Some I Some form of bipedal creature. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Anyway. Well, no, but I mean, like, I'm pretty sure... I don't know if modern... Homo sapiens are certainly not a million years old. I want to say... And I got this from NGT. Wait, NDT. Oh, Neil deGrasse. Um, all of human recorded history, like if oh, it's super if, the, small. if the history of the universe is a calendar year, all of hu- human recorded history, and like now is New Year's Eve, all of human recorded history is like 11.57pm. Yeah. Like, Dead Sea Scrolls, Gilgamesh, Mesopotamia, like... So, on that point, it's wow. interesting. Uh, it's your British shout out to Dan Carlin's Hardcore History Podcast, oh, if you've ever I listened to love that. So he does a three-part series. This is like ten hours that I've listened to on the Persian-Greek Wars, like mm. the 300, back to the 300 thing. Yeah, the right when written history started, yeah. pretty much. So he does a whole thing about, like, this Persian Empire. It's this big, grand empire, and there's very little history because Persians didn't really write history. So what you have is from the Greeks... And even what you have is from the Greeks is not like a history textbook. Like, you can't think of this problem now because everything's on film and everything's written and documented. But... Well, dude, they would write, like, the Odyssey. Like, that was their history. The history is a story. Yeah. And it was a play. Like, the guy Herodotus that he bases a lot of this on. I've translated Herodotus in high school. Yeah. So Herodotus is the history, but Herodotus is an entertainment writer. Right. He's writing in, like, iambic pentameter and shit. Yeah, so you look at it and, like, how much of it is... Well, the reason they do that is so you can remember it because yeah. people couldn't write and stuff. Yeah, so they, so had, they to, had to so memorize. remember it and tell the story. Yeah. Wow. But it's interesting like, how much of that is true and how much of it isn't. And he goes through this whole history of the Persian Empire and he's like, you know, you have this space where there's these kings that you don't really know anything about because they didn't interact with the Greeks and the Persians didn't write any history. So, so it's, so it's just blackout. Black. Yeah. Yeah. At the time of the greatest empire on earth, at the time the Persian Empire was, the biggest, greatest, blah, blah, blah. You don't know anything about him for like 80 years because mm-hmm. nobody said anything. We know about freaking like Xerxes like administering lashes to rivers yeah. that would break his bridges and stuff. Yeah. He would like, he would like send decrees to mountains. Mm-hmm. So that's that's Xerxes, that's Herodotus, and that's like the last Herodotus story. So then yeah. there's this huge break for the rest of the Persian Empire until the decline where you don't know anything. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, you got some 
And then, no, so, so you're right. It's like hundreds of thousands of years okay. ago. We're like Homo sapiens, whatever. I was, I don't know what the hell. I was, just, I was just exaggerating. Well, dude, numbers, because like, then you, it's like a whole freaking thing. But anyway, so but like, count, if you think about hundreds of thousands of years ago, I mean, we can't even like comprehend what's happening. I don't even know what I had for breakfast last week. Right. But it's just, I mean, you think of all the people that have been on, on the earth. And everyone like, that's ever lived and died, right. and like you, like my problems, are like you don't a big even know. Deal. You don't even know what your great great grandparents did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I don't. No, I don't. I don't know where they lived. I don't know anything about them. You don't know. You don't know how many times someone raped someone for you to be alive right now. Because probably it's probably not zero. It's probably, it's probably not zero. Whoa. I always thought it'd be really cool to be an ar- a really rich guy that was an archaeologist, but you only went places where they were discovering cool stuff. My brother-in-law, my brother-in-law was an archaeologist, and he thought it was going to be like, really cool, I'm going to go to Egypt and unearth <laughs> stuff, and it's really freaking boring, apparently. It's just guesswork, right? I mean... No, but he says most of it is like super boring, which you actually do day to day. It's like, and it's just like and monotonous. You would, you'd have to build up to go on an expedition like once every five years and try and get money and all this, so... Oh, you man. make a breakthrough once in your life yeah. and write a book about it, maybe. Yeah. Like, maybe. Maybe. That's, like, that's hard, maybe. Yeah. So I always thought it'd be cool to just be somebody who's like a... If you had a bunch of money. That's a funny uh, skit. An archaeology support group. <laughs> for like unsatisfied professionals who just haven't discovered like a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Or they like broke big really early. And then Put it on your ID list. Because yeah, that <laughs> well, is a good one. They thought, you, support they thought groups they were are on the verge fun. of something and end up being something totally unsatisfying. Yeah, or, yeah they just like mess up. It's like this is a Stegosaurus toe and it's like a... Yeah, freaking, something ridiculous. Like Pokemon or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, just going back to like the scale and size and whatnot, and just the observable universe and the fact that we think it's expanding out into what? I don't know. Like what blank nothingness? And then like if you throw a football 100 yards into the nothingness, it's just infinite nothingness. It's like, that's, that's like the reason I think like atheists, I just... I don't buy it because there's just so much. I mean, maybe like God or whatever's going on because something's going on. There's like some sort of connection here that's more than surface level. I think we're on level three and five and odd infinitum. It's all just unexplained math, you could say, but there's just something freaking. You just can't explain so much about existence that there's no way you can. I mean, maybe there's not an old, I say this all the time, there's not an old dude in the clouds with a beard who's like got thunderbolts and wrote the Bible and stuff, but I mean, I actually heard a really fascinating um, kind of modernization of the idea of God, and it's, it's kind of like about the future and sacrifice and stuff, and I won't bore you, but I don't know, I just think, yeah, no. for you not to believe that something. There's something's, going, there's something on. Going, on. I mean, something's I, going on, yeah, I'm with you, I just because, like, organized religion of today, right now, or of the last, whatever, not that long of history, it's just because you don't think that that is, like, correct, Yeah, doesn't mean you're like, oh, I'm an atheist now. Yeah. It's like, alright, you don't have to jump to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. And the whole, like, ist-ism thing is, is yeah. always sketchy. I, I just think that, yeah, jumping, co- going from, like, 
oh, I'm raised Catholic, but I don't believe this about the Catholic Church, so I'm an atheist. Like, all right, you didn't think about this very much. Yeah. Uh, That's, I don't know. I have to agree on that. Um, This, the molecules in your right hand are probably from a different star than the molecules in your left hand. Explain, because I'm lost. So, carbon-based life, and I mean, basically, all the matter in our solar system is from hydrogen that, like, clumped together because of freaking gravity and started burning itself up, and then it freaking, because it's melted with so much pressure and stuff, it, like, yoinks into helium and then burns different types of fuel, and that's basically like a star, right? And, like, stars explode, and they just go whoosh, and they fly, and then they coalesce in different parts of the universe and harden and form and start spinning, and fucking rocks are involved and all this kind of stuff. Anyway, like, everything we we know of it was is from an exploding star. Like, the matter in your shirt and your yep. freaking nostrils is, like, from a star. Yes, those ones. <laughs> so, there's just, like, a high percent chance that these molecules in your hand, which have no idea... Like, that they're part of what you consider to be Keller Walsh, right? This, like, ego identity thing that you've created and has been created for you as well. Like, your subsistence doesn't even know that it's part of your entirety. It's just freaking doing its own thing. And, like, maybe this is from Andromeda Galaxy and this is from, you know, the Milky Way or whatever, but... Yeah. I feel really small now. Yeah. Science, speed of light, black holes. I think astronomy and that whole interstellar physics thing, that's like a black hole of looking into. Like for for me, when I start thinking like, I kind of want to learn more about that and try and look into it, it's like it's... uh, He lost. It's too much. It's too much and I quit. I I did the same. One, it makes you feel really insignificant. Yeah. Too, it's just like a, that's just it's mind blowing. I think it's good to zoom out. I like definitely think it's good to zoom out. Yeah. But like, I always think like, okay, big. We all came from the Big Bang, right? But, but from what? Like, what was? I know. What did that come yeah. from? Who, who banged it? <laughs> um, and you know what's freaking wackadoo? Is yeah, you can zoom out, but you can also freaking zoom in into a freaking molecule. I'd rather You're, zoom. Apparently, in. you are mostly empty space. Because the distance between the electrons, yeah. which which are impossible to determine the location of, so we have to like they move so fast assume it know. in like a cloud just make a sphere. model. Even if there's only one of them. The distance between the nucleus and so let's let's call one atom of yours a nucleus and the surrounding electron. The distance in between the nucleus and the electron is is way bigger than the actual size of the nucleus and the electron. Yeah. So you're mostly freaking empty space. So like freaking touch you in the knee <laughs> why does it go through it's the box <sighs> and quarks and and like you can zoom in so far so we're like just in this and weird middle even, world the thing that kills you is we're not even done zooming in like you think you're so zoomed in like atoms and protons and neutrons and electrons and then those are made up of quarks and like what are quarks made of the... I said you went to going backwards in history we only found out about that stuff pretty recently since 1950. Dude, it was like 1947. They were like, we've pretty much discovered all there is to know about the universe. They like came out and said that. And then they discovered, I think it was the double helix or the atom or something. What was discovered in 1952? I don't know if it was the atom or the. We went to the moon 
But I mean, and and you must have just a million like written down. If I die, please God, go through this phone because there's infinite gold. Notepad of just ideas, dude. The note, oh, the notepad is like the most important thing that I do. This little rectangle. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. The difference between a funny man and a comedian is a notepad. Um, also, there's just a bunch of epic pics. Um, and I just have so many, like, stupid jokes and, like, funny ideas written in this phone. And just, like, ridiculous quotes and, like, introspective analogies and such. Please, like, you guys. Alright? This is your last world testament. If I, get, I, I hit my notepad, but I'm not, like... Oh, dear, I got hundreds. Mm. Um, if I get hit by a rhinoceros, <laughs> go straight for my phone. You gotta leave the code somewhere, because otherwise nobody will ever listen. It's four one two three. All right. <laughs> it's like it. uh, it's like the little Tetris piece on the top of the okay. the keyboard. Um, how do you guys want to die? I want to be hundred and ten and die in my sleep. That's the most boring thing ever. I right know. That's the most Drew response I could have guessed. That probably. Be hundred and ten and die in my sleep, and that's it, and be done. I really have not thought about death that much. Wow. I think about it all the time. Yeah. I, I I guess um, 110 feels really old. But that's 110, like, we're millennials. Right, I yeah. get to be 110. Because, okay. dude, think about how young we'll be when we're old. Because what's, what's the lifespan Seriously. right now, 84? Yeah. So I think... And what was it when they were 84? Yeah, so that's oh my question. Would that be an interesting... I want to say it's more than 84. Maybe, like, the total average of, of you know... Homo sapiens on the planet is 84. I think U.S. is 84. I think U.S. is 84. I think women are 84 and men are 81. But think about the United States of America. That is a very diverse population. Think yeah. about... All, all, what do you think the lifespan of Greek life LSU to, like 2014 Probably graduates are? 81. Probably 81. Really? we got enough medicine to get... It doesn't say it's going to be a good 81 years. They have enough... So I think that's young. I, I, I would imagine... Oh, we'd be older than 84. Oh, us. When, yeah, our like, lifespan will be yeah. longer than that. But that was what Keller said with the question. People who are now 84, when they were... Oh, when they're, oh yeah. When they, they were 85, their life the, expectancy was not 84. When, like, yellow fever and, like, dysentery yeah. was a thing. So I think that'd be interesting to look up. It would be. Life expectancy and 50 years ago or something. Yeah. I mean, I think our life expectancy will definitely be in the 90s. Yeah, I mean, it could be higher than that. I just... I think the 90s is a conservative estimate. I think it will definitely be in the 90s, though. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy to think about. Y'all are 26? Mm. That's a lot of life left. Yeah. It's like 75 years. Years. Freaking 75 it's, it's more it's years? It's important to be healthy when you're young. Oh, so God. Suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. See, that's my thing. It's like... It's hard I'm to think to be think alive like that. as long as I'm not, as long as I don't suck and I'm not like, I can't I wanna move. Be, I want to and... be like killing it when I'm 75. Dude, I'm trying to like be a, a freaking fertile, active savage well yeah. into my... Okay, so, I don't think about death a lot, but I do think about like, like, the whole aging thing. Aging. Right, so it's like... Whenever you, whenever you can't run around and do stuff anymore, like you're, you're gonna have to transition the way you live. And you are an old soul, we'll say. So this yes. definitely applies to you. Right, but it's like, you know, if you, if you do live to be ninety-five, 
but you like the way you think about being active and doing stuff if that falls apart when you're 60 no I'm gonna be miserable no 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 what happens or even if you're like 35 and something some tragic accident happens oh god I'm just saying like yeah. it's not that crazy well, and not. and I don't know but that's life you put up with crap right yeah, yeah. I only want to be alive as long as I can do what I love to do is what I've decided um so how do you want to die? I think taking a bullet for the president would be kind of cool. Oh, that would be good. Or maybe not the president, but like, I don't know, I think sacrificing yourself for like, your dog, or like <laughs> your like, daughter, or like, so what a about, religious icon, or something, I don't know, it might so be what badass. About a little bit of recent news, you saw the guy that worked at the Blue Crab that drowned in like punch tree. Oh yeah. Ugh, that's ironic. So, well, a car drove over the lakefront, and he jumped in, got a child out of the car, brought the child to shore, went back down to get the other person out of the car, and then didn't come back up. So, yeah. Good Samaritan. Oh, yeah. yeah honestly, he that's a great himself. That actually is. He saved a baby. Unfortunately, oh, he's not that old, and I think he had a family. Well, dude, dying young. Here's the thing. If you have a family and people are dependent on you, then that's, like, awesome. Which I'm pretty sure he did. I'm not positive. Well, because here, I would just wish... Aging is so lame. And, you know, some people think... I want to say, not just people, like, scientists think that oxygen is the reason behind aging. Um, oxygen is actually a very, like, caustic element, right? That's what makes things explode and, and rust and, you know what I mean? It's like, some people think because of the oxygen that we breathe, that kind of has... I mean, no one really understands why our cells die yet they just kind of freaking give up and die which is fascinating but um where was i going with this oxygen is the reason for aging aging before that Oof. aging what is you what you were talking about we we're talking about the guy that good samaritan dies dove in the water and saved the people you you started with the interesting thing about aging with aging, I know that, yeah. and then oxygen Glossy. came into that. So the aging sure theories are very interesting, though. I'm There's not... a lot of people that believe there's things in our cells called telomeres, and that's essentially what allows your cells to divide through some process. I don't even remember from whatever class. Mitosis or freaking whatever. So, you know, your cells have these telomeres, and every time you divide, they get a little shorter. And essentially, you have a set telomere length, and when they run out, they can't divide anymore. Because hmm. a lot of people think that that's like the end of cell division, and kind of you die. Interesting. So, so, but if that's the idea, then you could totally measure somebody's telomeres and be like, you're going to live. This unless long. you get hit by a rhinoceros, you're going to live for this or, long. Or, and I mean, that doesn't, I don't think it accounts for other things like you have a heart attack when you're 54 and drop over dead or whatever True. it may be. All things going well, you'll live for dying, this long. In terms of dying from old age, they could say, mm-hmm. your cells can live for this long. Do you think we'll ever figure out? Because it's kind of like a biological... I think so. I, I don't know if we should necessarily view it as uh, unnecessary, just, oh, yep, that's just what happens, kind of phenomenon. I think there's lots of research into it. There's lots of research into all medical areas, in America at least, and in most developed countries there's a lot of medical research. So I think there's continually going to be a lot of breakthroughs. Like, I don't already, like, look in our lifetime and even recently, AIDS. There's an AIDS pill. You can take a pill and you won't get AIDS. So I think they'll come up with a cure for that. They'll probably cure other things. Um, 
at with like downloading your sorry I just handed Drew a fidget spinner because I saw him playing with the rubber band that he ripped that I need (laughs) Um, where are we at with downloading your consciousness into a computer That's not something it's I'm just a movie thing. A it's probably not just a movie thing, but I'm super uncomfortable with it because I don't know enough about it. How about that? Okay. Um, well, I, I just all that type of artificial intelligence. Is that what you Artificial intelligence, all that type of stuff. It's just um, or just like uh, social engineering stuff. Or not social engineering, but like editing yourself artificially mm-hmm. like CRISPR like genome CRISPR stuff freaks me out yeah dude and I think it should it should freak everybody out yeah man it's wackadoo it's like and there's so many you guys listen to Sam Harris ever you guys know who I, he is I don't I know, I know who he is and he's, I've heard some of his stuff he's like my new hero I freaking love Sam Harris um, but he's a brilliant guy and he you know he talks about ethical consequences of, of the kind of technological advancement that we're experiencing and it's like eventually if you figure out how to solve if you figure out how to genetically modify somebody's intellect and make them just like way better at information processing then it and then everyone starts doing it then it kind of becomes in, unethical to not do that to your child because then they'll be like the dumb and there's just there's so much runaway morals Uh-oh. that start to happen when you, you can talk yourself um, forever about yeah. this kind of stuff I mean like so do it again but this book I read recently called Sapiens it talks about just it talks about all of human history but then at the end it kind of gets into like where are we going where are we going but it's also if you create something like that you create something that's superhuman above sapiens. Like, people are just reproducing and they're creating more humans, right? But if you create a human that is of a higher intelligence, all this kind of stuff, a superhuman, it's no longer a sapien. It's a different species. Right. And, like, he, wow. that, that guy talks a lot about, like, <clears throat> how we treat things that are, let's say things, Animals that are right below us, like how do we treat monkeys and stuff like that? Yeah, we put so zoos and study them and murder mice. Right, absolutely, and, and like all that kind of stuff. And so then, how would a superhuman treat humans? Dude, that's another thing Sam Harris talks about. He's like, I mean, one of the biggest like kind of buzz topics is in artificial intelligence is yeah, what if, what if we create these supercomputer mega beasts? And they're like, yo, humans, you guys are kind of dicks. <laughs> like, and they just eradicate the shit out of us. And then eradicate themselves, and then, ah. It's just like done. Our core of the universe type. goes blank. No, I, and would that be a bad thing? Yes. Because I'm us. gone. Because you I'm have an exi- what is called an existence bias. Yes. Which means, like, you just want to be alive. Well, every single every single animal has an existence bias. I know, but what if the end, what if the key to ending instinct. all survival instinct? What if the key to ending common? all suffering is murdering everyone on the planet? <laughs> That's one of my favorite. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not the most effective one. I think it's so anyway super uncomfortable with all that stuff. Yeah, I think it's interesting so. that we haven't really come to a point physically with robots like you can't develop a robot uh, 
robot that does what the human body does. Because the human body is so mechanical in terms of that, in terms of muscles and everything, they still haven't come up with a robot that just does exactly what you do. There's interesting stuff with like the Boston Dynamics robot that can do backflips and all this stuff, but... Talk to me about that? What is this? So, yeah, I'm kind of unfamiliar. Boston Dynamics is coming up with kind of a humanoid robot. It doesn't look like a human in terms of it has skin and all that, but it's bipedal, it's got arms, blah, 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 mm. blah. They're trying to make it do run. It's, they've had very little success overall. Everybody with bipedal robots that can run, that can actually move and turn and all that. Yeah, we're pretty complicated organisms for sure. Yeah. Just because... The main thing is they don't have a flexible medium. Like, your muscles are flexible, right? Your muscles don't pull straight. They're not all rods. Whoa. So the idea is, you know, you put together a bunch of hydraulics and you can simulate things, right? But you can't exactly do what the body does. That's kind of cool. I like that. So it was a big deal. This Boston Dynamics robot, just within the past couple months, they got to do a backflip. Like a standing backflip. Whoa. So it was a huge deal for them. It was an interesting video. Well, it's wild because we've... I mean, now the smartest machines can, like, beat the best Go players or chess players or whatever, and that wasn't a thing, you know, 20 years ago. So, I mean, to give Western civilization 500 years... It's going to be Westworld in here. <sighs> Westworld. I think you're right, man. Dude, what's going to happen? 50 years from now, forget, I mean... I forget 500. 500 50 years, it'll be 2067. Especially with the, the exponential growth of technology, you know? Oh, yeah. Technology's not growing linearly. It's growing exponentially. For sure, dude. Our kids are going to be fucked. <laughs> I Probably. Mean, it's just, I mean, it's crazy. It's like, all. I mean, there was science fiction stuff that people were writing, you know, in the 1900s, whatnot, no one could really, um, pre, or anticipate the, the internet, which is kind of interesting, everyone's talking about, like, flying cars and all this kind of stuff, but just the things that are coming that we just can't even visualize yeah, right now. Not, not even close, yeah. I mean, dude, the, the gene modification stuff kind of throws me for a trip. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing, creating superhumans and... It's just mind Playing God. A little bit. Human beings. Hubris. Do we deserve our fates? No. <laughs> Keller's got a pretty hard existence coming in from the West. That's right. That, oh. That's the animal taking over. It's uh, survival instinct. Survival instinct. Yeah, man. Existing is... One of my favorite things to do. <laughs> to forget happiness. I want to exist. Yeah, just like. Just want to exist. <laughs> um. All right. I, any any big questions for me? Uh. Any like. Any like shout outs you guys want to throw or. I don't know. Probably shouldn't shout out any names. We could shout out names of people we like. I'm gonna shout out. Um. I don't know. My mom. Who's definitely not listening. Um, she has been on the podcast before, though. She was a great episode, actually. Um, very smart woman. Um, Alright, well then, I guess we'll close with a little... Um, how can we make the world a better place? Start with you, Kelly. That's a tough one. Drew, if you have something uh, I, I right think, off the cuff, then... 
I think save our drowning friend here. Yeah. This please. comes back to everybody doing more things locally and worrying less uh. big time nationally. Well, some things are important that happen around the world. I think we all gotta be concerned with not yourself, but your local community and issues that are more relevant to things happening around you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I love that because let's say that you know empathy is you only have so much. If you're like freaking out, oh, like Trump and Yugoslavia and goddamn it and stuff, and you just use up all your patience, and then like your freaking brother needs help, you know, yeah. you're just gonna be less inclined, you know. So I I really like that. Yeah, let's let's reciprocate harmonically to our immediate environments. Mm. Very nicely put. I, I, I like that, and that kind of gave me an idea into something that I generally have started doing. It may not be the best thing, but that's just. And we talked about this earlier, but just hopping off of the social media stuff and 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 it all it kind of goes back to your thing, but it's like trying to be a present around the people that you're with. Very good. And and not like consumed with what's going on in your hand. It's your phone, or it's just I don't know. No, I like just that. being just being present and you know. So, um, I heard someone say. This is like our sun. Like we get dopamine when we look at oh yeah at the phone. Hard. And even not just because of all you know the cool buds on Instagram and all that kind of stuff, but like just the actual light from the phone. It simulates sunlight, blue light, and that like really draws us in on a biological thing. Right. Even in tandem with the social aspects of it. Do a day without your phone, you feel great. Oh, dude, I put my phone on silent um, this summer. And I'm never, I haven't gone back. It's like, I mean, if you're expecting a call, whatever, put on vibrate. But, like, because, dude, I was getting to the point where I would think my phone vibrated, and I'll pull it out of my pocket and check, and it'd be nothing. And it's like, to me, there's nothing better than a situation where it's impossible for you to be breach you. Like, if we go offshore, if you go offshore, you don't have any service. You yeah, put your phone up, you great. can't call anybody, it's not possible, nobody's texting you. Your best days are when you forget about yeah. everything for that's going show, on. For right sure, dude, for sure. Um, I go to but I mean, I also to like, for to like, like force myself to do it. I like took some of the apps off my phone and like tried to stop making it a part of like your habit. Like you're bored, like you're watching something, and you just go like, if there's a second of not like entertainment, you just go to like the phone, That's phone, so phone, true, and man. it's like because you're looking for those dopamine hits, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's like you're looking at news, you're looking at Facebook, you're looking at whatever. And it's like, just taking it off my phone allowed me to, I mean, I get shit for it because I'm not, like, I'm not up to you date You didn't with respond everything. to my Instagram. Right, right, like. right. But, but I, I think that that's sound. I like that. You could probably speak to a little of this. Isn't there a new uh, diagnosis of, like, a forward head posture? Text neck. Well, talk to me about that. that that's an neck, actual thing. neck. It's, a, it's an actual <laughs> thing. It's a bad postural syndrome. Where essentially you maintain the posture of holding your head down, which is so many people do. Look at your phone in your lap. Causes a lot of neck pain, uh, shortens certain muscles, lengthens other ones that shouldn't be lengthened. I think going forward, here's your bold prediction that we're going to have a lot of problems with it. People are age. It's a thing we're in such infancy because, I mean, yeah. phones haven't been around for that long. But like these two though, yeah, laptop, I mean, laptop, well. laptop, same, same. 
Yeah, dude, I can feel myself sometimes just like, Absolutely. oh, and like sit up straight. Every dick. single person sitting in an office is doing the same yeah. thing for, for eight, nine hours a day. And it's like, oof. People are. I like the stand up desks. You can take advantage of the stand up oh. desks, those are good. And like little bouncy balls that you sit on. Um, that is fascinating. I, I wanted to get more into like physio- physiology, um, but we'll have to save that for next episode. I'm going to say. How to make the world a better place. How to make the world a better place. Um, something I like to do. That kind of uh, is cool and fun and weird. Uh, just making like weird noises. Um, generally catches people off guard. Provides a new experience for them. Um, exp- expands your kind of repertoire if you're looking to become an actor or something. Um, but just like, just like goof a bunch of vowels and like weird noises every once in a while. And just like, just like. Do something a little, a little weird every once in a while. No, just be, be a goofball. Um, gentlemen, this has been awe-inspiring, um, intellectual, and uh, as fun as I anticipated it would yeah, be. That was good. So thanks Thank for coming you on for the show. Having, Great. Thanks um, for having us. Till next time, this has been the Snuggly Dragon Podcast. Love you guys. See you later. Harvest Moon, Coffee Roasters. Ooh, I like what you're doing with that. Have you really not gone to HarvestMoonRoasters.com yet and at least checked out their cute little Wix-driven website? Do it. Order some Arabica, 100%. Pure as the freshly driven snow. Harvest Moon, the key to success and flexibility and ambiguity and necessity.